Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hello, my name is Kay. Today we'll be reading from the book Made for This by Jenny Allen. Kay, we are going to be stepping into his story. Why don't you start out? I'm going to start out with um, 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Somebody made a statement the other day, and it's so true. We never die, okay? And I never really looked at it that way. We don't. We don't. We never die. We just go from one universe to the next universe. I never looked at life that way though I just I'm learning and learning and learning so many new things and looking at things differently but God is truly preparing us for heaven I guess I just thought when we get to heaven everything's going to be one way and you don't really need to know or do anything but the more I read and study on it that's just not true. Right. And yeah. I just, it's yeah. blowing my yeah. mind everything that I'm learning and looking looking forward to. You never die. But I hope you want to live in heaven and not in hell. That's right. Prayers, prayers like anything, place us in the midst of stories. These stories have an author who writes characters, places, and parts. He develops storylines that are actually quite epic, even if they feel momentarily insignificant. In a million unique ways, as we change diapers, eat dinner, return emails, pay the bills, we are to be the evidence of God. Jesus factored in the mundane. We need to eat and sleep and shower and clean up and work on our marriages because of the way he made us. Typical, inadequate, and human. Embrace the common. The Sunday afternoon watching sports, coffee with a friend, cooking dinner for a neighbor, taking the dog for a walk, heading to a job that makes you more humble and needy because it's so unfulfilling. (laughs) (laughs) Or working through conflict with a friend. You have offended. This and more is all part of it. Boy, that is the truth. For years, I begged God to work at home because it was so tough out there. I couldn't take it. You know, you you went through the same thing. It was just so hard. I'm just thankful that he gave me that, and I get to listen and learn and be there for people. So, do your everyday and your ordinary Godliness is found and formed in those places. Jesus said the way we glorify God, the way we step into his glory, is by accomplishing the work God gives us to do. While on earth, Jesus glorified his Father by doing this very thing. We play our part in his story, and the beauty is we were made for this. We trust in God, who leads us to do spiritual things that may not totally make sense. God is still not very practical, and follow him takes trust. 
boy, oh boy, does it. <laughs> Following him completely requires belief that he is good even if everything here and now is not. That he sees us and has an intentional plan for our few years here. But before we can do anything, we need the Spirit to do anything. And he operates on a different level. And that is so true. We cannot see what he sees. We don't even have a clue. He sets up the universe for people to be here, 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 and here for his children. Right. And it blows my mind. It does. It blows. It, 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 is. it is. It's like so crazy. Oh, um, there's a thing called God Winks. And it's three true story movies. Just Google them and pull them up. I watched a few of those over Christmas to where God orchestrated all of these crazy things, even in two different states. And they're called God Winks. And you got to watch these movies. God is so, I mean, I know he's powerful, but if we wait and we follow him, the things he can do and the places he can put us in, which I'm another testimony to that. He has put me in places I should have never been in. Good places. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. But I, I did want to say that um, God Winks because they're really good. The spirit fuels us. Until we believe in the reality of a spiritual war where spiritual beings exist and a spiritual plan is being accomplished, we won't need an invisible spirit's help. It would seem ridiculous unless it's all real. Well, Kay, that's why I'm so thankful that we're doing this because there are so many people who don't realize that there is a spiritual war and there... Our, our spirits all around us fighting against us, but God has his angels fighting on our behalf. Right. And they never lose. I had made following Christ all about rules and principles, but the relationship I heard about growing up, that was it. God's Holy Spirit in me, leaning into him for self-control when my kids talk back, for <laughs> guidance on where to use God's gifts in me, for words when I am writing, and for patience as the consequences of obeying flooded our lives. Without the Spirit of God to lead our anythings, we will only be do-gooders with our own agendas, and they will fizzle. It will be a phase, some dramatic spiritual experiment we look back on fondly, Wishing it had been real life. But sometimes the real thing takes time. We prayed anything, but it was over the course of months and years that our anythings have been revealed. Mm -hmm. I imagine this will continue for the rest of our lives. If we remain willing, more anythings are in store. Yes, um, sometimes it does take years i mean yeah. look at everything we learned Kay, and yeah. we're just now seeing why yeah <laughs> the spirit is in us those bound to christ and we wait on him to act we wait on him to tell us what's next 
This isn't easy, but it's pretty simple. Service or living your anything is simply an expression of what is true about my God. He's trustworthy. I adore him, so he has me, all of me. I don't choose my own path anymore. It is set for me, laid before the foundations of time. God prepared in advance the good works I would do. That is the beautiful call on my life, on our lives, led by the Spirit of God. K, called to a person. As our friends prayed and acted on their anythings, they weren't just recklessly saying yes to God's Spirit. They were also being set free from sin they had struggled with for years. As God got bigger, their thousand problems were shrinking. God was setting everyone free. Our affections, our goals, our futures had shifted. We were on a mission. Life was getting really fun because we were running with friends towards heaven with abandon. Abandonment only makes sense if there is a God worthy of abandoning everything for. The greatest gift in surrendering is in the letting go of everything you think will fix and make you feel better. You find a person, not a pat answer or a verse or a cause, after your head clears from the struggle of wrestling yourself to the ground, you see a person. He was there before you were preoccupied, but now you see him. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy be in you and that your joy may be full. And scripture tells us we love because he first loved us. He is our living hope. When we don't love or feel joy or peace or passion, it's because we do not know his love or his joy or peace or passion He is a person, not a magic pill you take when your life or your soul is broken. He is a person you talk to and listen to and love and respect. He's someone you decide to spend time with, dream with, someone you follow and learn from and hurt with, someone you choose over anybody else, over everything else. Jesus is a person, the person who defines my life sweeps in and changes me when I let him in. We all want to be free, joyful, and peaceful, but we get reluctant to hand God everything, yet this is part of the path to the things he promised us. Kay, I don't think a lot of people look at God as a person, and they don't. I didn't for a long time. I really didn't. Yeah. But when you look at him as a person, he lived on the earth. He went to the bathroom like we did. He bathed. He did everything we do for 33 years. Right. Okay. He knows everything. He went through everything. Everything. He is a person. He does have a sense of humor. He has a personality. Right. He was created like yeah. we were created. Right. That's a good thing to point out there, though, to to remember that he was a person. Yes. Yes. He was a person. So he is all-knowing. He knows when I was, you know, crying, I'm hurting so bad. 
Why can't you do something? Why don't you do something? You don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) But he does understand because he went through it all. (laughs) I mean, think about how he was hurt and beaten. Nobody has gone through as much pain as Jesus has gone through. Right. No one. Right. And he does understand your pain even when you think... He doesn't, doesn't because he does. At some point, our faith and our words must become our actions and lives. But here is the beautiful backward thing about risking everything for God. It is not the one sitting out the dangerous parts who are finding life. It is the ones with everything at risk. Heart racing, hopes high, purpose clear, and completely dependent and scared to death who are really experiencing life. The thing about following Jesus is he does things backward. (laughs) Freedom and true life came out of his death. In turn, to follow Christ to the cross, we jump, trusting him with everything, praying anything, handing over every day and all that lives in it to a person. There we go. To a person. In death we find life and freedom too. God is often present right over the edges, even so doing something, even something good, even something great, whenever will be the gospel. When we trust God with everything, he can explode our numb life into something beautifully meaningful. I just love that because look at what he's done in our lives. It blows my mind the things that he has done and gone before us. We want God to knock out suffering and poverty. Ironically, he gave us just about all we need to do it. We give our lives to him and he gives our lives away. Nothing on earth is more fun and more full than being distributed by an all-knowing, compassionate God Who knows exactly where our ridiculously blessed lives would be best spent? There are a million creative ways to give our lives away, and we are going to find out what those are in the coming days. God is just waiting for us to jump. So, Kay, what are going to be some of the questions you would like everybody to think about this week? In what area of your life is God asking Not for radical sacrifice, but simple obedience and your heart. Mine would be to love your enemies and the people who are mean to you, I think. What agenda, maybe even a Christian agenda, do you need to set aside to follow Christ? Take a moment to sit with God and think of new ways you can get to know him more as a person. I think that is time We do not give God time. And if every day, if you would just give him 10 minutes, I know everyone says we're busy. If you literally took 10 minutes, went to a different room and prayed and talked to him, it would be amazing how your life would change. Him and the heavens are waiting on you to invite them down and they love to chit chat. So read James. 2, 14 through 17. Do you talk more about God than you obey him? Say it again. Do you talk more about God than you obey him? 
In what area of your life are faith and words ready to become actions? Boy, that's a good one. We can talk about God every day, but do we obey him? Yeah. Do we obey the Ten Commandments? Do we curse when we're in our car and somebody cuts us off? Yeah. You know, there are so many things. Do we obey him or do we just talk about him? Right. Over the past few days of this journey, you may have experienced a hint of the winds of change blowing. Looking over your answers to previous questions, what have you started to dream about how your life could be different in one or two years, if you step out in that direction, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I have podcasts written there. Do Yay! you? Oh I my did gosh! It. Yes, yes. Yeah. Three years ago, I did. Wow. It. Yay! Wow, that is too funny. What are the first few steps you can take towards your anything? Consider sharing this with a small group friend or trusted mentor to support you as you grow. What are the first few steps you can take towards your anything? Consider sharing this with a small group, friend, or trusted mentor to support you as you grow. It's so funny because you had something written down in your book about me. It's so important to have your friends with you and to pray for you. So what steps can you take? Get with your best friend and pray about it. Yeah. And he'll open the doors. Yeah. What's the read and reflect this week, Kay? A day is coming when our eyes will close and there'll be no more chaos. Think about that, people. No more chaos. Read it again, Kay. A day is coming when our eyes will close and there will be no more chaos. No one will be preaching or writing books about God to help us remember because we will be alive in that world with him forever. Anything is nothing in light of that. In light of forever, the light of him, the person. That day is coming faster than any of us realize. What will we do with the time we have been given? I want what Jesus wants for me, even if it cost me everything here. Okay, there are some people who believe they have time and they believe that their life is going to change drastically and be boring and they don't want to live a godly life, which I've I've said this before. I know a friend and the reason he will not come to God is because he likes sex too much and he feels when he gets older and he can't have sex that much anymore, then he will give his life to God. And I'm like, you're going... Seriously, that's why you won't come and be a Christian. And he said, yes, I want to sow my oats until I can't sow anymore. And I said, well, what if something happens to you in two weeks? Where will you be if your life is taken? Because there's no guarantees. There's no guarantee. And plus, you keep rejecting God, okay? You keep rejecting him. He loves you. And that's the thing I want to tell everybody. I don't care what you're doing, if you're having sex, if you're drinking, if you're doing drugs, whatever it may be, come to the Lord. He loves you. He will forgive you and he will help you. Don't let the enemy tell you that you have to get your life straightened out before you come to God because it is not true. You need his strength to help you conquer that's right your sins that's right we still sin every day i smoked for uh, 42 years yikes i hate saying that 
and I was a closet smoker, embarrassed because I was a Christian. This week, read 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9. Based on this passage, what is promised? In the light of that promise, how do you live from here? After reading these passages, consider the answers to these two questions. Who are you, Lord? What do you want from me? We thank you for stopping by. Have a blessed week.